0: Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong. Where each episode, one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy. And today I've chosen the movie, and it's Duck, The Carbine High Massacre from 1999. (laughs) (laughs) Pardon me <laughs> that's, the sound, that's the theme song Is it All right I thought, about, the, I thought you meant the theme song of Duck the Carbine High Massacre <laughs> Oh I don't know that theme song No I don't think there is one All right <laughs> So I said last week That um You were probably gonna hate this You know movie. what Can I, I just cut we'll you off out. right there Can I just cut you off right there Before we start anything Can I just say Fuck
1: you Dave For making me watch this piece of shit movie <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, you you
1: made me watch The Worm Eater. I do. I I really felt like this was your revenge. I was watching it. I was like, that
0: fucking cunt. (laughs) It's interesting, though, because, like, I think, personally, I think this is the most, like, culturally fascinating film we will probably ever cover.
1: Yeah, I, I can totally. It already imagine that you have like a, an entire treasure trove of tidbits and <laughs> and fun trivia <laughs> and behind the scenes like greatness for you to tell me, which will probably make me enjoy this film a lot more than I actually did. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. So I think I, I'm very much looking forward mm. to hearing all the stuff you do have to tell me.
0: And do you know what? Like I, I actually spent a while thinking about whether that actually do this movie or not mm-hmm. because not so much because i thought you would hate it i knew that you would probably hate it yeah that because bother me too shit much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but um like i was a bit like trepidatious just because of the subject matter Hmm. Uh, it's it's really fucked like you know obviously you can probably tell from the title it's about school shootings <laughs> yeah. and um you know like i think the Day that I watched this, like right before watching it, I'd read an article about like a twelve-year-old mm. shooting a classmate Jesus. in an elementary school in, mm. in America. So it's you know, for us, like living now in twenty twenty two, the reality of like mass shootings is mm. in America is so like prevalent that it felt a bit. You know, it's it's an uncomfortable topic. It is. It, it sure. is touchy, yeah. But th- this is about the school shooting, yeah. right? And, and actually, I think that's important to to think about. So, this, this movie is from 1999. Right. So, let's go back to 1999. I was 14 mm. in 1999. How old were you?
1: I would have been 11? 11. 11, yeah. yeah. So,
0: for me at the age of 14 when the columbine school shooting happened Mm. so it was april 20th 1999 15 kids got killed Mm. at columbine uh and it like i don't know what your memories are of that but i remember it very fucking Mm. well and it really scarred it really freaked me out yeah and the impact that it had was really shocking and i think it's easy to forget that now when we're kind of numbed to school shootings. Oh, it's, it's so tragic, regular. isn't it? But it, that changed everything, didn't it? That literally changed
1: everything. But the fact, like you said, I mean, now a school shooting in America yeah. <laughs> is once once every few months. And it is like it, it happens and it's tragic every single time. But you see the news and it's like, oh, fuck, another school shooting in America. Yeah. Like, holy shit.
0: We're totally... it's so numbing now. It's just, it's so
1: almost desensitized, which is tragic in itself.
0: Yeah. But at that time in 1999, it it was like, I don't, I don't think it was necessarily the first. I I don't know about that, but it was definitely the one that was the one that changed it all. Didn't it? Yeah. Um, so let's keep that in mind. So the, that massacre, the real massacre in Columbine happened in April of 1999. Mm -hmm. Do you know when this movie came out? enlighten me 1999 same year mm-hmm. october wow so like basically like six months after Holy the real shit. shooting this came out mm. and you know unsurprisingly it, it caused like a lot of outrage at the time mm. you know this, this i don't think this is a super well-known movie like it's I wouldn't, it's maybe one of the less obscure ones we've done, mm. but you know, personally I hadn't heard of it mm. until I blind bought the, the Blu-ray of it. So you just found it
1: on a web store
0: and yep. picked it up on a blind wait, buy. So not, oh, wait, not Vinegar Syndrome, <laughs> but a Vinegar Syndrome, uh, what do you call it? Like offshoot company, uh, right. not yeah. offshoot, but like a partner label. So right. they, um, released it and I just bought it in a sale, not really knowing what it mm. was. And then since then I've sort of like looked into it, uh, but yeah, at the time when it came out, it did cause quite a lot of, you know, media panic, which is kind of ironic because the film is critiquing the media's reaction to Columbine mm. as well and then kind of became part of it. Mm-hmm. And probably the most famous thing about this film or infamous thing is the directors were actually arrested. Oh, wow. Do you, do you know, have you looked into it at all? No, no, no. I, okay. I've, I purposely not looked into okay, anything great, about it. Yeah. I fucking spent the last... Uh, however how many days four days just like watching extra features oh I listen to the commentary God. and you know I know that you hate this film I have interesting feelings about this film I, I was actually really affected by this film like quite mm. massively mm-hmm. even though I agree with you it in a, in a lot of ways it's a shit film but I think there's We'll get into it later, but I think there's <clears throat> more to it as well. And yeah. I actually couldn't sleep the other night because I couldn't stop thinking about school shootings and, like, this movie <laughs> and stuff. But, yeah, the, the directors got arrested, not for the movie itself, but basically a journalist watched the film mm. he bought it. Uh, they were, like, selling it online, videotapes of it. And um, this journalist bought it and was like, oh, this film's fucked. Mm. And he sent it to the police. Right. Because he, I guess he was just a cunt. <laughs> Sent it to the police and was like, look at this fucking fucked up thing. And the police noticed that there was a scene uh, shot at an actual school. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all shot in New Jersey. So shot in a New Jersey school and they're outside the school and they had real guns did they use real guns for this? In some scenes, yeah. So right. the bit where they're taking guns out, yeah. they real guns on mm. on a school. So that got then got sent to the FBI mm-hmm. and the police were like still investigating it and it was basically all this was happening without the director's knowledge this investigation. Wow. Into it. And the journalist, yeah. this is according to the director, the journalist uh, basically was orchestrated the arrest with the police, like they were sort what? of working together. So it could be, like, this big sort of media mm. thing. How fucked up is that? That's so insane. So they basically arrested them. And when they were taking the director, one of the directors out, they were like, oh, the cops are like, by the way, uh, the media is out there because it's mm-hmm. basically all been you know, orchestrated prepared. by the media. Isn't that fucking crazy? But it, it, that's that's insane to think about,
1: you know, on one hand as well, because it's not illegal to own guns in America. Mm. Um And even if they were thinking, right, these kids have actually brought guns to a school and they think, well, maybe they're going to incite another school shooting. Even if there Mm -hmm. was that worry, the evidence is already there that it was clearly made for just a movie. So why would they need to get the FBI involved and then arrest them? Because obviously it's a movie. You can see the product of why they brought the
0: the guns to the school in the first place. It's actually fascinating to to watch there's all the blu-ray has all of these um like kind of news like uh clips and stuff Mm. of of the story and just like the locals getting interviewed it's it really kind of Captures how panicked people were at that time. Yeah. Um, Post Columbine. And I guess like still are now, like all these years later. But um, yeah, it's it's really intense. So so what happened to the directors in the end? Did they um, get... A, did, was they there any... Did they go to trial or... Yeah, it went to trial. The, the judge... Uh, oh, there's a lot of fucked up things, but the directors made a... This is all like in the commentary. The directors apparently made a suicide pact <laughs> okay. saying if they went to prison... Uh, they'd kill themselves basically. Brilliant. <laughs> Luckily they didn't go to prison and the judge gave them like community service or something. That's nice. One of them like had to do some community service in a church mm. and um I don't know what the other guy did, but basically they did some community service and, okay. and that was it. So okay. ultimately it was okay. Gave them a lot of publicity and they just had community service. Right. So to get into who the directors are, yes. I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. So
1: so can I just ask, mm. are the directors the two main characters yes. in this? Yes. So okay, the sh- good. The
0: shooters are the, the directors. Right, right. So, it's directed by, uh, I said his name before, uh, I think. Did I? No. I don't, I don't think so. Fucking hell, I've lost my mind. Fuck it, we've done it. Uh, okay, fuck, <laughs> delete the episode. Uh, so, it's directed by William Hellfire. <laughs> I think it's a pseudonym. Hellfire. Hellfire and Joey Smack smack yeah and, and sadly smack. joey smack he's the one that kind of looks like napoleon dynamite yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he died a couple of years ago
1: i saw at the beginning of mm. the film there was like a rest in peace still yeah. of him holding a gun and i at first i thought that was a publicity still for the movie right but mm. then I, I actually i
0: seem to be like yeah an
1: actual kind yeah, of obituary yes. He, he did die. Do you know of what?
0: I, I'm not sure. Like, they, it's really weird and all the extras. They don't really talk about what mm. happened. Um, I know... I think it was, like, 2019, so it's not that long ago mm. that he died. But, yeah, I'm not really sure. But, yeah, so they, they also star as, as the shooters as well mm. as directing it. And it's produced by a guy called Pete Jackalone. Okay. Have you ever heard nope. his name before? So, he's, he's under a pseudonym for the film, but he... He's made a whole lot of video stuff in New Jersey as well. And um he made... Do you know he's responsible for snuff perversions? I've heard of that, ones? yeah. So, that was like... That fucking tripped me out watching the extras for this. So, back in like 2000, mm. uh, there was a clip going around the internet of a woman getting shot in the head and mm. like all this blood <laughs> bursting out. On Like, if you saw it, I think you would recognize mm. it. And it's from... The, like, snuff perversions too or something. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it as a kid, it was sort of floating around as if this is a real snuff clip. Right. And I was fucking traumatized by seeing it. <laughs> so, when I'm watching, like, I had no idea what it was yeah, from yeah. until now, right. watching the extra features. Right. And this guy, Peter Jackaloon, is talking about it. And he also got into trouble with the police over that clip as well. Uh. So, Yeah the FBI is really obsessed with shitty 90s shot-on video films. Uh, Well, everyone will
1: remember the guinea pig incident, won't they?
0: Oh, wait. Oh, like Charlie Sheen reporting it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that that was just the thing to do. Do the FBI just not have anything better to do than watch, like, (laughs) shitty B-movies? Well, the director, apparently, he talks about that, and he said the FBI was like, please just stop making this stuff because we have to investigate everything that's reported. Right. And all these morons watch it, and they're like, oh, it's a real thing. Mm. Report it. um. But yeah, so this this whole film comes from this world of, like, cheap, shot-on-video films from New Jersey, mm. kind of specifically. Um, it's from a company called Factory 2000, which was, I think, William Hellfire's company, the, one of the directors. Mm. And he mostly made, before this film, like, uh, fetishistic death films, basically. Oh, wow. So it'd be, like a woman getting strangled or something and like nothing much else. And he just sort of make it up on the day. Kind that of sounds
1: thing. Uh, quite more interesting than the film that I ended up watching. <laughs> but Because yeah. Yeah, that now, especially now, that whole like fetish horror genre is really mm. big. That's like booming now more than ever. So yeah. I guess he was quite uh, early on in the
0: game with that Ahead kind of, the of game thing. For yeah. sure. And he, he must have been really young mm. when he was doing that because this is- kind of pretty well into his career and it's it's 99 he was 26 at the time right so yeah he's very ahead of the curve um but this was like kind of a passion project for him this film even though it was only six months released six months after the yeah. it well it became i guess it became the thing that he was very passionate uh, right i mean yeah not a lot passions passion passion passion
1: burn bright and
0: fast <laughs> though, i guess <laughs> but it, it was actually the producer wanted to make this right, right. so he saw the columbine thing and he was like i want to make a film about it before anyone else does and apparently had written a script that was basically like revenge of the nerds Mm. but with a shooting at the end i think it was called the day we blew up the school (laughs) (laughs) so it sounds like it was more kind of like comedy focused kind Mm. of thing um and he gave it to hellfire and joey smack and they were like we don't want to do it this way we want to make our own kind of thing and mm. they turned it into the absolute fucking nightmare that it is now mm. so it's not that's pretty appropriate it's yeah. it's like really like messy right it's like it's so tonally bizarre yeah which is actually what i like about it but i know that you're not a not a fan of that
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quite surprised that they managed to like uh, write or, or even rewrite a script within just six months of yeah. the actual incident. It's pretty I insane. think that that's pretty, um, pretty impressive. But then, mm. I mean, and it seemed like they wrote a lot of the dialogue. It didn't seem like anything was like just on the spot yeah. made up. They see, they seem to have like actually written a lot of very shit dialogue and skits to put on put into this really long fucking film, an hour and 40 minutes of absolute bollocks content. But sorry, carry on. I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll talk more about this at the
0: end. Yeah. So yeah, I I think, um, yeah, watching all the extra features, yeah. Hel- Hellfire is like a pretty interesting guy. I think he was really wound up by like seeing what the media was doing That's mm. sort of what kind of provoked him into making the film the way it is. Also, one really fascinating thing about the making of this. So, he was... I actually read this, and I'm like, this can't be true. This mm. must be, like, a fake fact that someone's put up mm. on IMDb or something. But no, he he was in the middle of chemotherapy when he was making this film. That's why he's bald in the film. Oh, shit, really? And he... So, he's acting in the film. He's doing all these, like, big mm. sort of scenes. And he, was, he basically says he was in a kind of haze of, like, painkillers. Wow. And... Basically, completely fucked and exhausted the whole way through. Making Interesting, it. because he seemed like the more
1: healthy one out of the two. The guy who died, the longer hair guy, mm. Napoleon he Dynamite. he okay. seemed yeah. like he was actually sick. Yeah, he- like he. Looking at him and the way he held himself and his kind of mannerisms, he seemed like a person who was like suffering. I would not have thought that the other
0: one was the actual, the sick one. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, and you know how we both know how exhausting it is to make a film. So the fact that he was going, basically doing chemotherapy and then coming to the shoot. Yeah, And that's the reason there's two directors as well. Because normally he directs stuff himself, Mm. but he just couldn't handle it. But yeah, just like a couple more things before we dive into it. Like, so one thing I find interesting about this film is it's just like, this crazy sort of time capsule Mm. of not only this whole Columbine thing, but of the New Jersey kind of scene. Do you know what Wave Productions is? Yeah, yeah. You told me about them before, actually. Yeah, so do you you remember what the deal was with them? Like, how they operate? Tell me again. So, it's basically, like, custom films. Mm. So, say you're some, like, weird kind and <laughs> um, you that's what they call you, me yeah. <laughs> and you you want like a film mm. very specific kind of film mm. made like i don't know like a mummy you want you want to see a mummy strangling mm. someone like you want I, I I do want to see a mummy <laughs> strangle someone what do i do uh basically you could write into wave productions yeah. send your script in and some money and they'll make make the film for you Brilliant. so they basically just made all these fucking crazy films and yeah these guys are like connected to that scene oh, and okay. that stuff so, a lot of the actors in that are from those movies. Interesting. And yeah, this guy, William Hellfire, he actually recently made a documentary about it. I think it's called Male Order Murder or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that on the shelves, actually. Mm. Yeah. So, I'm really keen to see that. Mm. So, that's kind of the world they come from. And did you do you know who Misty Monday is? I, I was going to talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah. as well. So, we'll, yeah. we'll get to her later yeah. as well because that's a real- time
1: capsule thing as that, well uh, that was probably the biggest shot not, not the biggest shocker but the second biggest shocker for me so
0: she was William Hellfire's girlfriend at the time oh wait he did well <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so this this film was shot for three grand oh bloody hell awesome. shot over ten days I think ten days yeah very fast shoot and you know it's a very cheap film but it has some you know pretty big moments towards the end that mm-hmm. yeah, we can get to that later all right should we actually get
1: into the, the let's film get in? So the first thing, so I'm just going to jump in. The first thing is that there's a there's a title card, a disclaimer, if you will, um, and it's basically essentially apologizes for the making of the film it's in very a
0: way. Ed- it, it is,
1: <laughs> and it's like, well, this was going to be made into a movie anyway, or even worse, a TV movie. So we did it first, like. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, sorry, not sorry, <laughs> fuck you, watch our movie. And I was like, okay, all right, here we go. And just by that, that, that first like disclaimer, I thought, okay, so these guys, first of all, first and foremost, put them ahead of the made-for-TV movies, because that was a specific point they made, or even worse, a made-for-TV movie. The fact that they made this and specifically said that means that they think they're better than any made-for-TV movie. Don't know if I would agree with that. <laughs> Because I've seen some great made-for-TV movies, and this was a load of shit. <laughs> so, yeah, first and, first and foremost, we get a disclaimer. And then we cut to, like, title cards. So, there's, like, yeah. these, like, sporadic uh, title cards of uh, Bible... What are they? Yeah, Chapters? I, mean, I don't we, know. We, books? Get,
0: we get some, like, Cain and Abel stuff at the beginning. Mm. And then, yeah, there's basically just, like, single-word titles that come up. Mm. Apparently, according to the commentary. Oh. Which I endured. That was a bit rough. Um the titles were inspired by El Topo. Right. The yeah, yeah. Film. Um but it yeah, the the they I don't know, to me they seemed kind of random, I didn't think. They were very irrelevant. Sure. I'm I'm not a fan of the title card whole thing. Yeah, me neither, to be honest. Yeah, I think
1: have never really seen it done well. I I, I enjoyed them in Antichrist, Fontrier's Antichrist. I thought they were kind of they kind of worked well cuz the the it's very much split into the three parts and you have those th- those three title cards but this film was just a long running like shit mm. you know like when you get a shit that just doesn't drop off and it just keeps on going and going and going mm. this is what this film was there was no need to like cut it with
0: title cards <laughs> carry on sorry <laughs> <laughs> All right, so after we get those titles, we dive into basically the like mid attack or yeah. aftermath of the attack. Or we get something. like a
1: flash forward, don't yeah. we? So
0: we're sort of seeing all these students that have been shot, a teacher that's dying, and it's like instantly ridiculous. Like, mm. got some bad wigs. The acting's way over the top. Um, they call up nine one one, and there's like this ridiculous, like kind of nondescript euro personal euro lady answers the phone as terrible english according to the commentary mm. like the director claims that that's her real accent fuck off is it no f- yeah i was like that is not it. but like the, the throughout that the director's like you sure that's her real accent they just keep coming back to that there's no fucking way that that <laughs> yeah. is her real accent but anyway like so there's kids that are you know being attacked they're calling mm. up 911 the 911 person just sort of you know Basically She's like, yeah. It off. She's
1: like, what are you getting
0: high? Yeah, like, uh- yeah, not believing what's happening, and I feel like from this moment it's like, what the fuck mm. is this? Because it's this kind of crazy, mm. uh, like jarring juxtaposition of like these kind of serious things, like a fucking school shooting happening, mm. and then this kind of cr- ridiculous nine one one operator. Mm. It's it's crazy. And I think part of it comes from, like, Hellfire and Smack wanted... Maybe wanted to do something more serious and edgy or something. And then the producer, mm. this uh, Pete Jackalone, he was... Also filming stuff as well, so that is his scene, that operator scene. So that's why it's oh, so fucking jarring. You got these scenes coming together. Yeah, that scene, like you got the the, the teacher who's going, "Kids, just calm
1: down," and then he's he, there's the, his like scream into the air. Why? Yeah. With the camera zooming into yeah. his face and the crazy like European phone operator. <laughs> and I was like, wait, so this is a comedy? Mm. Uh, which was my first like, what the. F- Fuck! <laughs> Wait, so they made a comedy of the school
0: shootings. Yeah, yeah. it's quite unbelievable. And yeah, he. Yeah, they talk about that, that they wanted it to be a, a comedy to sort of deliberately make it kind of, you know, upsetting. Mm. To make it more, like, offensive, basically. So they are deliberately, like, stoking the fire, sure, basically. Sure. Yeah. And then we cut to the credits. Yeah, so uh the credits like these sort of super eight kind mm. of footage. That was when
1: I saw the Misty Monday name. Yeah, so what so I was like, your... what? Wait, hang on, Misty Monday's yeah. in this? So Are you what, fucking kidding me? What's your experience with Misty Monday? I mean she's she, so she's like the uh the go to for just like sexploitation mm. trash yeah. And, and, you know, essentially. <laughs> and she's been in loads of uh movies.
0: Oh yeah yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: A dick shark.
0: Dick I shark. She's, she's in. Name.
1: She's <laughs> in. Dick shark. Um, but I was like, holy shit! There's actually a name in this that I mm.
0: recognize. That was very much um, at at this uh, point. Was she a name? Do you think? I don't know. I I can't really remember what when her sort of peak was. Maybe it was like just after this. Maybe I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that too familiar
1: with, yeah. uh, with Misty Monday, but. But it is a real blast from the past, right? It is, it is. And it is definitely a name that I was not expecting to be associated with this. <laughs>
0: well, there you go, the director's girlfriend. That's why she's in it. Good on him. Yeah. <laughs> so we get the title title card, another uh, one saying April 1999. So the mm-hmm. setting, the scene, we see a suburban house zoom in on the basement, hearing some uh, some kind of Marilyn Manson-esque kind of music playing. I just wrote it down as shit music. <laughs> Uh, my notes are opening shit music,
1: war geeks, army helmets, Hitler poster. That's all I wrote. <laughs> There's
0: a lot of Hitler uh, paraphernalia in yeah. this. Yeah. So, we we meet our two shooters and the yep. film o- only focuses on these guys as, like, sort of real characters, basically. Mm. Uh, so, we have Derwin, who is the, you know, William Hellfire, the guy that had cancer at the time, so mm. he was bald. And we've got Derek, the one that looks like Napoleon Dynamite, and yeah, they're in this basement kind of room, mm. surrounded by all this Nazi paraphernalia. Just mm. it's very like, it makes me very uncomfortable seeing mm. any like Nazi stuff. What are you talking about? You got a you got a swastika f- well, well, flag yeah. on Let's your start wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh god. Um. Yeah. So they're online. Yeah i love all the internet stuff in this and they're they're ordering a nuclear mis- missile from china or is from it? china yeah, yeah. derwin's parents interrupt and they're like these ridiculous like over the top ultra american kind what? of parents super supportive of their kids yeah i yeah. yeah. <laughs> loved it the mom also kind of looks the same age as the kids yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah, so we've got this very... I think he, the father describes himself as a supporting, loving father. <laughs> he's a self-described <laughs> supporting, loving father. And, um, you know, he's saying, like, oh, the principal's been, you know, complaining about a violent thing that you wrote, but they kind of just believe everything mm. that, that Doan says. They think they have the golden child, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then uh, Derek, the Napoleon Dynamite-looking mm. guy, he starts talking about his dad... Do you, I don't know if you. This felt like a line that would that would resonate with you. But he he talks about like how nice the parents are, and these oh, yeah, then he mentions catching his dad masturbating to titty movies.
1: <laughs> what yeah. is? No one says titty movies. titty movies. Yeah, th- th- there was so much dialogue in this, and it, it was quite exhausting listening to all of it. There is. A I, lot. I did try to note some like very mm. memorable quotes down Yeah. but it's it's just relentless yeah, it's yeah, relentless It gave up it's a very talky film but yeah so um so they're playing this shitty music um which just sounds like absolute bollocks and i know you're a bit of a metal guy yourself dave oh, fuck
0: off <laughs> you're the metal one
1: you're the fucking metal <laughs> anyway um but this music it was just saying like kill kill mm. kill kill over and over again and that's the dad's like he's like i wish you just wouldn't Play this music so loud.
0: Right? <laughs> it's going, to kill, kill. And the mom's like, oh, I don't
1: think this is that loud.
0: I could be wrong as well, but I think in the commentary they talk about that track. Right. And that, that song that drives the dad crazy later on. Mm. So we, we, I think that's when we first hear it, right? I think it's recorded by the director, William Hellfire, and Misty Monday. Right yeah, They recorded it together Awesome yeah. So he's, he's a musician He was in like a bunch of punk bands Oh yeah Um. Okay so after this first scene Even though these parents are like sort of Initially we see him as this like ult- ultimate kind of happy mm. American parent kind of thing uh, Right after that the music That song that you, mm. you just mentioned uh, Drives the dad crazy
1: What's <laughs> wrong? That
0: music And he starts Beating up the yeah. mother, and it's really fucking kind of fucked that scene, but also
1: outrageously it's silly, insane. He's in the kitchen, and the music's going kill, 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 and it's like this brainwash. It starts smacking his head against the cupboard, and then the mum comes over. What does she say? I can't, I can't
0: remember. And then it just yeah. like like oh, she's like oh, you need your aspirin or something. Yeah. she's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucked up, but kind of very slapstick. That was that was one of the more enjoyable
1: scenes for me, <laughs> right? I thought. Yeah.
0: So then we, after the scene, we meet, we have, I, I feel like this must be the scene you hate the most. We cut to outside of school mm. and we've got a group of kind of generic, deliberately kind of generic and ridiculous kind mm. of uh, stereotype mm. kids. We've got some jocks and stuff uh, playing basketball. Yeah. The scene goes for a long time oh, it's just as relentless well. there's a a few things to note people that we meet we meet a wheelchair kid it, the it, it's a yeah. it's stereotype all the stereotypes of yeah, the school yeah. so isn't we got it? jocks uh token black guy yeah so and their names so they don't have names right the wheelchair guy and like I know this is why we don't want to say but this is in the movie the wheelchair chair kid's name is retard oh wow okay the black kid's name is afro-american afro-american right that's how he's credited at the end uh and we've also got you know a bunch of other very yeah. misty generic. monday is bible girl, bible right? girl yeah. that's right uh so yeah the afro-american as he's his character is actually called he just basically constantly comments on how shit everyone is. Yeah. He's kind of the hero of the movie. I quite liked him. Yeah, he's really good. He was like, I hate white people. Yeah. <laughs> so he, at one point, he wears a shirt that says, "I hate white I people." That. Apparently, that was his the shirt that he owned. No, that was way. his own shirt, and he was like a comedian at the time. Wow. I actually looked him up. He's like still doing comedy now. Awesome. But he's he's probably other than maybe Misty Monday, he's probably the best thing about the movie. Mm. I'd say. Um. Yeah. So we meet Misty Monday, who's like this, yeah, Christian Bible girl and she's just desperate to to get people to, uh, yeah, like, come to this youth group meeting. Yeah. Which they make a very big deal about ultimately is very unimportant to the, the play. <laughs> God, fuck. So, it's like, I, I feel like they
1: got permission from a band that they were probably mates with to film them and they wrote it into the story right. yeah. so goddamn deep that they had Misty Monday just... <laughs> Go on about it, nonstop for the first, like, 40 minutes of the
0: film. Also, one thing on Misty Monday, she got... A lot of people got death threats after this film. So, a lot of the names that you see in the titles are not not their real names. Okay. Um, Yeah, she got a lot of death threats Mm. after this as well. Mm -hmm. I found a lot of conflicting quotes from her about this film. Some saying how much she thinks it's a piece of shit mm. and then other other ones like really defensive of it mm, and the extra features and like news articles she's like always defending it but yeah i don't know what her actual does she actually appear is. like in person like doing video interviews or anything in the f- extra features not new ones so right. the, these are like old news reports and stuff mm. from 99 so i don't know don't know what her actual opinion of this is uh, so yeah all these shitty kids are around playing fucking basketball it's a really goes for a really long time it's very exhausting and then uh, Darren Darren and Derwick. a dowick Derek? Darren and Darren and Derek show up and they're in these sort of classic, you know, Columbine looking trench coats. Yes. Yeah. And they're baggy clothes. Do you like so you were quite young at that time, but do you remember the whole trench coat no, yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like for me, like, you know, this film was like kind of confronting to watch. Like I know mm. it's like a silly film, but it was genuinely pretty full on to mm. see that all that kind of imagery like and have that sort of rush back to me um yeah do you want to do you want to take the, the bullying scene do you do you remember that part I
1: remember from this scene so you had the wheelchair guy and he was always there and everyone just kept wheeling him off do you remember that yeah. so like he kept kind of wanting to play basketball and talk to people and this and they just kept like kind of wheeling him away <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was the main thing I took away from that scene <laughs>
1: What was the bullying scene? Yeah, so
0: basically oh. the basketball bullies, they all start bullying. Uh, yeah, The, the two guys,
1: right? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: Derek, yeah.
1: And then he kind of comes back with a smart Alec response Does,
0: and then walks he away. He's like, uh, what is it? Like, he wonders why the jock's mother didn't get an abortion.
1: Oh, that's right, that's like right. That. And the jock's like, huh? what did he say? And his friend says like, I think he said your mother is a fat cunt. And you're a sucking crack whore.
0: Yeah, very strange. And lines. he's like, "Oh,
1: like, what the fuck? I'm gonna get that guy." <laughs> uh, and, <it's>
0: just, <laughs> and thus begins their their, their hatred That's of each other.
1: I think by uh, by this point, I was like already thinking, "Oh, I fucking hate Dave so much for making me watch this piece of shit." And then we go to like the um the IT class. Oh man, oh it's, it's, fucking out! Everything great. is excruciating in this film. <laughs>
0: It's it's like for me, it's excruciating but also fascinating because it is such an amazing time capsule of this time. (laughs) But yeah, we yeah, we're in this like ridiculous fucking class. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, man, there was stuff in this I found pretty funny though. Like the wheelchair kid who has like a propeller hat on. It's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Apparently all the actors brought their own costumes, so he owns that propeller hat, I guess. So he's wearing that propeller hat and he's giving a speech about Dark Star. Dark Star, yeah. The John Carpenter Yes, yes. I enjoyed that part, yeah. Did you you wish you were watching that instead of this?
1: 100%.
0: (laughs) And it's basically this class where they're giving speeches about the internet. This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And all the comments about the internet are so great because they're so like 99 when Mm. no one was really sure what. The fucking internet was all about The teacher says The internet has many aspects In our lives (laughs) Which I don't think is even What does that even mean? Uh. Grammatically does that even make sense? And uh, and another quote he says The computer is the best invention Of all mankind (laughs) The internet is this powerful tool It shows how well America is progressing Excellent Magnificent The computer is the best invention of all mankind. (laughs) Do you remember what the Afro-American, as he's called, character says? No. The internet is for white folk. (laughs) (laughs) I have written in my notes as well, excruciating scene. Uh, It was excruciating. One of many. Yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) But then the following scene kind of sparked my attention a little bit. Mm. I mean, you have a guy in a raincoat mm. and some guy we don't we never we don't see his face, we never do, but he approaches our two main characters and he says, "What are you doing wearing trench coats right he <laughs> and that's it,
0: that's all he says to them, yeah, yeah, he's like you're making it too obvious or something yeah like he he's kind of uh yeah he's he's kind of warning them yeah or something
1: and by this point, we had already been subjected to so much ridiculous bullshit. I was like, "Wait, is he from the future? Is right. he?" I, I, I literally thought he—he's from the future, and he's like warning them mm. because, well, only six months in this timeline of this movie's life, you know, from realization to completion. Yeah. I thought maybe he—he he came from six months later and warned them, warned them of the the the, the troubles. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: come with wearing trench coats to schools. Well, this guy... So, I don't know why he warns them about the trench coats. I can't answer that question for you. I'm sorry. But this this guy... Because I was like, what the fuck is this This character? This is, he, so, he's like a janitor yeah. at the school. We see him a few times. So, apparently, this was connected... To conspiracy theories at the time right? about uh, Columbine, that there was a third shooter. Ah. So he's meant to be, like, the third guy that's in on it. Mm. So it's just, like, a conspiracy theory thing. But with all that time past, you know, like, it's fucking 2022, I don't remember all the conspiracy theories about Columbine. So it just feels really strange yeah. and very... Oddly out of place. It's extremely out of place. Mm. But then again, most things feel out of place in this Yeah, film. it's terrible. It's terrible. So, our
1: next scene, we're back in the boys' room. The boys! And the package that they ordered from China has arrived. Mm. And what's in that package? A ridiculous cartoon-like bomb. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, it's from China. It looks like some shitty Chinese writing written on the box in like marker pen. And they pull it out and pull out like this massive like warhead type thing, and it's like the size of a, I don't know, like a, like a baguette.
0: <laughs> it's, I mean, and then they have it like set up as well. Yeah, so, so they
1: pull out the top of this rocket, and it's like, oh great, there's a, there's a rocket. It's like a bomb, and then we cut to outside when it's been like assembled, and it's fucking massive. They like zoom out, and it's just massive ridiculous like two-story high rocket that they bought from china that arrived in this cardboard box it's actually a
0: pretty impressive prop. (laughs) the it it feels like really out of place like Mm. for how low budget this film is Mm. uh so what happens they when they light up this uh nuclear bomb so that's it so they're in a field and
1: we're we have this massive massive fucking rocket type thing they light it run for cover And we cut to stock footage (laughs) of a rocket just like blasting through space, (laughs) (laughs) and then we cut back to our main two guys who then get showered with a a, a very some leaves, a very yeah light (laughs) light bit of shrapnel, leaves and a bit of mud, and they're like, "Ah, fuck! It was a dud." Kind of impressive. Well well, that's it I was like what was it supposed to do It flew through space It seems pretty fucking good Considering it was stock footage from NASA or something And they ordered it from China China, Like a shitty
0: website A
1: disassembled like rocket from China And and they were like oh it was a dud Let's go home I was like well What was this supposed to do
0: (laughs) It's like another scene That is like you know why is it in this film? Yes, really? there was far too many of them. Most scenes were that, but that's also part of the experience. I would argue of this film that, that makes it makes it what it is. You got yeah okay. <laughs> so we get another scene that's again totally irrelevant, ultimately to the mm. plot. But I fucking love this next bit where we get this kid that we've not met. I don't even know if you—you you might not have even written anything down for this because it's so irrelevant. Oh, we, we cut to another another house one. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just a kid talking to his parents, and then, you know, I got to be honest, I didn't notice this the first time I watched it, but all the parents are played by the same actors. Are they? Did you not realize either? <laughs> no. the, so okay, so I don't know why, but I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, man, these. Actors all look so similar. It's hard to tell them apart. Mm. Every parent in this is played by the same two actors. Brilliant. Pretty I, quite funny. Like, yeah. I quite like Yeah, that's quite funny. That. I quite like that. Huh? Yeah, so there's all these different <laughs> forms of parents. So, like, we later see Derek's, like, drunk stepdad. Mm. That's the same actor as the sort of wholesome dad that gets oh, driven crazy the music. So, yeah, we see this random kid and, um, yeah, like these, yeah, like his parents uh, in, the, in the lounge room a living room or whatever. And uh, they give him advice. Do you mm. remember what the advice was? <laughs> no. This kid that we haven't met, their advice is, don't tell anyone anything. What? He's like, all right, dad. <laughs> and that's it. Pretty okay. baffling. The kid walks out. And then this is where it's kind of confusing, because then we get Derwin's dad, mm. who gets driven crazy by the music, is driving. That's it. He's in the car again. And, and for some reason, he's listening to that. Kill, kill, kill. Kill, kill, so... kill. And he, he nearly hits this random kid that we've uh, just met.
1: Grown to know and love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. This kid that... I don't even think we really see him much later on. Was he not one of the jocks? He was, but I feel like he was one of the side jocks. He's yeah. not like a memorable jock in any way. So it's very confusing. Anyway, we go back to basketball. Oh my God, this fucking scene.
1: Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> no, go, on, go on, go on. So we're back to the basketball court with another ton of unnecessary shit dialogue with shitty characters. And now we have Guitar Girl. I don't know if that's her <laughs> name, but that's what I called her. Yeah, yeah I think
0: I pretty... a oh, Song Girl. That's what that's she called. That's her name, Song it. Girl. Yeah, song
1: Girl. So a wheelchair, like, rolls up to this girl who just has a guitar. And he's like, Oh hey, is that a guitar? It's like, yes, of course it's a fucking guitar.
0: And Hey, come on, mate. He's a simple guy. He doesn't know things.
1: <laughs> and so then she plays some shitty song because that's what she does. That's her entire character. Incredibly shitty. Yeah. What, what were the
0: lyrics for that? It was just like... Oh, fuck me, I don't know.
1: It was all just like, oh, it's okay to be yourself because you're fantastic as who you are. Uh, it's all that kind of shit. It's an utterly
0: fucked song. They
1: say that you're different. They say you aren't cool. But you still are a person. And that is all that matters. Oh,
0: my God. But then Derwin shows up mm. uh, by himself, so he's not with uh, Derek. Yes. Or Derwick, whatever I called him before. And uh, the jock bullies start uh, beating him up. Yeah. And it's it's fucked. Like, it's really fucked, this scene. And watching it for the second time, it's really... Th- this, this scene, to me, kind of uh, really captures how bonkers and wrong this film is. Because... It's really, really, really violent. And this, but the stuff that they're saying is crazy. Mm. So they're like saying they're going to gang rape him. Mm. And like, we'll go from like, we're going to gang rape you to a scene where someone's saying, I'm going to run over your hamster. Like, and that's within the same scene. (laughs) So they're like beating him up. He gets blood on... Oh, yeah, one of the jocks is, like, a car nerd. Yeah, with so a really like, shitty car. Yeah, furious about blood getting on, on the car. It's not even a good car. Uh, yeah. It's not It's not it's like, like the, Mad the Mad Fox's car. It's like the shittiest, like, secondhand yeah. piece of crap. <laughs> and they, they beat the shit out of him. Mm. They smash a basketball in his head. And then just when you think it's over, it goes to this fucking ridiculous, like, level where we've had this really violent, really grim kind of scene despite all that kind of ridiculous dialogue. And then, like, one of them just goes, it's time for surgery. Mmm, yeah, that was fucked. And <laughs> What happens there? So he put he gets, like,
1: surgery gloves yeah, on. Yeah, it's wild. And gets given a scalpel. This is one of the jocks, right? Yeah, so yeah, one getting, of the
0: jocks. Like, gloves on, he's getting a scalpel. Like, literally, he
1: gets prepped for surgery whilst our main character is in a bloodbath after being beaten to a pulp. And they, like, pull up his shirt and start carving mm. into his abdomen, right? Um, and we don't really see it be carved, but um, that was definitely not what I was expecting. It's like that um, Last House on the Left cross scene, it, that's right? That's what inspired it. So, that, yeah. the
0: director its one of his favorite movies, apparently. So, uh, ah, yeah. that makes sense. So, they they carve in freak yeah. on his, uh, his stomach, right? Mm. Um, yeah, it's really... It's both... Yeah, like this ridiculous moment of this jock putting on these gloves and the mask. Yeah. And then it's just really fucked and violent. Mm. So weird. I hear a lot of people if you read a lot of reviews of this, they're like comparing it to trauma and stuff. This is not fucking like trauma.
1: <laughs> I mean I-, I can totally understand the comparison. But, but it isn't.
0: Like to me it's like it's not. It's like on another level of insanity. Mm. Like trauma makes sense to a degree. This this doesn't. Nothing doesn't. in this makes right. any sense at all. But um, I gotta say, mm. the cherry on top of this scene. Mm-hmm. So
1: after the guy gets absolutely beaten to a bloody pulp, he gets freak carved into his abdomen with a scalpel. The absolute cherry on top is wheelchair. <laughs>
0: yeah, yes. So everyone <laughs> else starts joining in right yeah, on the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Misty Monday smashes him up. Some other people, and then what does wheelchair? He kind runs, of him do?
1: wheelchair <laughs> runs him over. A wheelchair runs <laughs> him over.
0: He's like, he's like, help
1: me, help me! Oh man,
0: yeah, and yeah. So then, I think the janitor appears again. oh the guy
1: from yeah, in my books, the future.
0: Yeah, future Mm -hmm. man or third shooter. uh, He helps him. Shows up and he's like, it's time.
1: Yeah. So that's it. He says it's time. So it was was almost if like the prophecy. Was made for told during that moment. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I was like, he's from the
0: future. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> there you go. So, good reading of it. I mean, he's not, but... He could be. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> 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 All right. So, then we, we again take a... After this really violent fuck kind of long scene, we then take a break to just some school fucking nonsense mm. with the jocks all rambling to each other, talking about really... Rotten stuff talking about fucking underage girls and then some goths. There's like other goths, right, at the school. There's mm. these extra kind of goth characters yeah, yeah, yeah. that are alright. And they like show up and um, they beat beat these goths up. Uh one of the jocks says we're the coolest kids in school. Which I thought was just a good on you. Funny I mean line. you say that though, but there's literally like seven
1: kids in this school. Yeah,
0: yeah, we don't see too many people no. until the until the end where we see a bunch of new characters that we've never met before. Mm. Um, Yeah, so anyway, a scene that doesn't really have much to do with anything. And then we see uh, Derek hanging out. Reading a lovely little bit of uh, you know, lunchtime reading. What do you remember what he's reading? He's reading really Mein Kampf, isn't it? Mein Kampf, yeah. And apparently the the so this is the actor director, apparently he was actually reading it at the time. Oh. So he was like, please don't destroy the whole book because I cause in the scene it gets fucked up. I'm
1: only on chapter yeah. three.
0: <laughs> so he's like reading Mein Kampf while he's watching wheelchair kid really struggling to drink water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This also goes for quite a while. In this bit I was like I've got a note that says, like, man, Derek really looks like Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) So it's very, very strange to see Napoleon Dynamite (laughs) reading Mein Kampf. (laughs) We also see Misty Monday in this scene, the principal of the school... Is talking to her and he's getting all like horny about
1: her. Yeah. She's uh, recruiting people for her Bible class again. Yeah, so yeah. She she's literally got like one fucking dimension throughout this entire. Yeah. Film.
0: <laughs> but I think that's kind of the point, though, for all these characters. There's mm. no. There's nothing else to them. No, they're just what their character is. Oh, I forgot to mention when he's reading Mein Kampf, the the uh the black kid comes mm. up and rips rips up his mm. Mein Kampf. And he's wearing at that time the shirt that says, I hate white people. He's <laughs> I, the best character yeah,
1: by yeah. far. <laughs> I, I didn't notice it during that scene. I noticed it during the following scene, where they're in the internet class again. Mm and it's like he gets up and leaves and you kind of see it from like a corner side and i was like holy shit he's wearing a shirt that says i hate white people on the yeah. back it's like that's fucking great his actual shirt it doesn't it doesn't focus on it Yeah, you yeah. kind of see it from afar or at like a, <laughs> a like slightly obscured angle and just that subtleness it's was pretty brilliant great.
0: Yeah, so, in so yeah, we go back to that internet class, right? And uh. Derwin is not there because he's had the shit beaten out of him.
1: Before you start there, mm. there's another song from Song Girl. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ode to the Internet. Ode to the... Oh, fuck. F-
1: yeah, singing how much she
0: loves the internet. <laughs> to be fair, her character is very realistic, I would argue, <laughs> to every fucking school, <laughs> Has someone like that. Some dickhead with a fucking acoustic guitar that wants to pull it out and sing you a song when you don't want to hear a song. I hate people that carry guitars with them. Oh, me too. They are the worst. Everyone fucking hates them. They are but the it's, scum of but the earth. she's an accurate representation of that person. Yeah. And we have to endure it through this movie. But it's realistic, I would say. Mm. <laughs> but, like, she... Like clearly, that actress has never played a guitar before, which kind of makes it funny. Or sung before? Why <laughs> yeah. was she chosen to be
1: the singer girl?
0: Which kind of makes it funnier, in my opinion. In your <laughs> opinion, yeah, sure. <laughs> so Derek has to give his speech by himself mm. without Owen. He scrolls on the whiteboard incomprehensibly, almost how to make an atom bomb. Yeah, and everyone is fucking shocked mm. by this. Not that shocking thing that he's written on the Mm. whiteboard and uh, the teacher fails him because Doan wasn't Wasn't there, there. yeah, yeah. Like, mate, you should have fucking failed Guitar Girl or Song Girl and uh, and Dark Star Guy. I like (laughs) to fail someone because their like partner's not there Mm. to
1: give a a speech. So he goes back to old um, the the, the other guy, the baldy who got beaten up so sorry oh, he's going through chemotherapy I, I, like no disrespect but i i didn't remember their names and Darwin. i noted them Come on, down Show him
0: some respect no Darwin.
1: i noted them down as baldy and Harry. <laughs> it's a good way to distinguish so them. harry went to baldy's mm. uh, because he doesn't know what's happened he just hasn't turned up for class and he has found baldy beaten to a bloody pulp and that's when they make like their pact.
0: I know I know that you're not a fan of this movie, and that's fine. But I do think these two guys, I think the interactions they have are really, for me, quite powerful. Cause there is a realness to the way they talk to each other. Yes. And it's kind of to me it's almost like pre-dating a kind of mumble core kind of thing. Like the way they talk to each other. Mm. And it's not improvised, none of this stuff it's all scripted, mm. but it feels quite real and it and like I know from like watching all these extra features that the director and you know like both of the directors like kind of felt this way mm. about their high school days as well, so there is a realness. To this. Their he, scenes you know. interacting
1: together were definitely the, the most real thing and the most mm. enjoyable thing. Like, yeah. you, you did totally believe their dialogue together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good.
0: So, they're together. He's all smashed up. Big swash sticker in the background. And yeah, as you say, they, they make their pact basically saying they don't want to be on the planet anymore. Mm. They're talking about suicide. And they, yes yeah, start to hatch their plan of pipe bombs, guns, and things like that. Mm. They also reference bowling. I do not remember that. Yeah. I I just thought that was like a, oh boy, they're really going for the Columbine thing here. Ah, Because like the Columbine guys went bowling before murdering everyone, basically, yeah. I made a note, and I don't remember what it was in
1: reference to, but in this scene I made a note that just says cream for battered wives.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, Derwin's been beaten up, right? Mm. And he's using this, like, cream, soothing cream. And he he references it being... (laughs) Like, it's made for battered wives. That's right, that's right. There's a lot of <laughs> jokes in this that are, you know, obviously it's like real edge law mm. kind of stuff, but it's kind of also, like, it's of the time. It's yeah. that, it's fucking so 1999 that mm. I kind of love it as well. <laughs> so we go into, finally we get to see the, the Christian youth scene, that mm. Misty Monday. She's, the whole movie, she's been trying to get people to come to a Christian youth meeting, and... uh she shows up to this venue, announces the band. Today is the day is the name of the band. Mm. They're a pretty well-known band. Yeah. And it's not a Christian band, though. No. It's uh, kind of a... I don't even know how to, how to describe They're it. They're kind of like noise rock grindcore band. Yeah. Aren't they? <laughs> so, her reaction to them playing is uh, just vomiting instantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. So, the gig is... And this whole youth meeting thing is totally, you know, not important to Mm. the plot at all. But Derwin and... Fuck, their names are difficult. Harry and Baldy. Harry and Baldy. They're showing up to this this gig, basically, because I guess at this venue, someone is, like, you know, in the floor above selling guns and all kinds of other stuff. So So they show up to the venue and they're there to buy guns, basically. That's right.
1: Now, whilst we're still on the topic of the band... Mm. So that completely flopped. That was the most shocking part of the whole film for me. Really, <laughs> the, the band. Well, the band. Uh, Today's the date. Like, that's a band that is not a shitty unknown local band. Right. They are a relatively well-known band. But not just the, that. When I saw the drummer, I was like, <gasps> Oh get yeah, the yeah. Fuck out. Yeah. that is not him. what band is he from? He's the Mastodon yeah, drummer. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's a Grammy
1: winner. Yes, this movie has a Grammy win, which kind. is absolutely insane. I had, I watched, I watched it, and then I was like, "Wait, that's the fucking Mastodon drama." Yeah, I was like, "No, it can't be." I, I rewinded I watched. It, I was like, "It cannot be him." Looked <laughs> it up. Yes, the Mastodon drama, <laughs> Grammy-winning band's drama is in this
0: movie, <laughs> which is just insane, pretty nuts, man. Yeah, yeah like, and I, I'm actually kind of interested to check out. Like what you know, the director, you know, director's bands are like,
1: because um, mm. yeah,
0: he was friends with all those guys and sort of part of that, right, that right. And um, yeah, it's that that is pretty nuts, nice, right? That, that floored me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That was the most surprising thing of this whole film for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's... Yeah, Misty... So that, number one, and then Misty Monday. Number, number two, two,
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mastodon guy is in this film. Fuck. And We're-
0: perhaps some of the lines of the next scene is, is perhaps the third most shocking thing.
1: I Yeah, I think, like, by this point, I was so desensitized to shit dialogue that it didn't really have much effect on me. But, yeah, basically, they've met with this guy who is... Uh, held up in the venue. It may be a back room or something. Yeah. And he's a kind of like, what, like drug kingpin, um, whatever you want. He has everything that you want to buy under the counter kind
0: of type character, right? Mm. Yeah. I hated this character so fucking much. So basically he's like, all right, let me guess why why you're here. You want nose candy, huh? Mm. Oh, no, you don't want that. Oh, you want pussy, do you, huh? And then he brings in like this woman with like a like a mask like ski mask yeah, on yeah yeah that was Misty Monday by the Oh way. was it? Yeah so she's like uh you know topless in the yeah. scene has like a, a, got, like, a balaclava spam. or something on yeah. And then he says a line that I honestly don't even wanna say on the podcast. Oh you should and definitely say it though. I don't I don't want to say you it. They should say it. <sighs> I actually felt uncomfortable writing this Cause I was worried I'd get arrested, but he, he said, uh, like, like the government spying on me, he <laughs> would read this, uh, yeah, this is a direct quote. Should I, should I say, or do you want to say, oh, you no you it? Yeah? All right. like, fuck you? He's like, you ever, this, so this, this criminal guy says, you ever fuck a 12 year old cunt? <sighs> That's horrible
1: yeah uh, so i think the misty monday character is supposed to be the 12 year old girl in that film yeah so they have this like chain bound chained half naked girl with a ski mask like on top of her head who's supposed to be a 12 year
0: old girl Uh, for sale yeah it's Mm. very it's just grim it's horrible (laughs) it's grim and really dumb as well grim and dumb and then derek just like replies Really casually, he's like, "Oh no, we're we're gonna kill our fellow classmates tomorrow, and then off ourselves." <laughs> yeah, which I thought was quite funny. And then we get the worst scene, in my opinion, the the worst thing that's I fucking hated.
1: I quite so like this scene.
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, tell tell us about the
1: scene. <laughs> so basically, so yeah, he's offered them the the drugs. They said no. He's offered them the pussy. They said no. And he's like, "We want the guns." He's like, "Oh." Why didn't you say so? So now we have like almost this shopping channel esque
0: <laughs> oh, advertisement. I, hate this. I can't believe this so, is the bit you so, like. you,
1: so you have these like <laughs> naked women with bataclavas, like posing with guns with like this <laughs> disco lights flashing and it's like oh over here we have model number twelve holding the latest oh. beretta number whatever what the fuck it is. And they're just like watching it as if you would watch a shopping channel. And I actually thought that was quite fun. <laughs> I fucking hated
0: that. It was great. I thought it was so exhausting. I think it was also because I hated that guy so much. That yeah, really irritated me. That that creepy uh, pedoey guy. Um, but yeah, the scene just like it just go. It goes. Oh, worse than that though. So like they buy the guns, and then that should be the end of the fucking mm. scene, right? Mm-hmm. But it keeps going oh yeah they, they bring this, out the guy like just keeps talking and rambling just bullshit and like all this sort of like you know 12 year old mm. stuff and like she's like in a cage and it's just like what the fuck it just goes for so long is that just
1: like you said before like just like ed- lord nonsense yeah it's it like is. trying to be edgy he's like oh
0: she's 12 year old she's in a cage mm. like
1: Right, we've already seen the scene. Shut the fuck up. It just goes on and on and on about it.
0: That That's one thing, even though I think more positively about this film, but there is stuff where I'm like, I wish I could just like edit this film hmm. and cut it to maybe like 80 minutes. And hmm. then I, I think you could get rid of a lot of that sort of crap and, and still th- retain the kind of madness of it.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. This was far too long. And I'm going to make a note now that we are only one hour into the movie.
0: And we're still getting to... The most important stuff. As yeah,
1: well, right? I think at this point I moved from
0: beer to whiskey. This is when I text you. <laughs> yeah, you was like, I was like, yeah, this <laughs> that, yeah, that, that cracked me up. I got a message from you just saying like, yeah, I gotta gotta go to whiskey now. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, it was, oh god, this was this was a, a pain to endure. Yeah,
0: better than what meters, I would argue. Nope. Yay. <laughs> okay, so after they've bought all the guns, we get a scene I thought was pretty great where they're like pulling out all the guns and sort of prepping for it. And again, like all the scenes where it's just them Mm. are quite, I'd say I'd I'd argue argue a little bit powerful. These Mm. scenes, like they just work really well together. And um, there's like a really weird moment where they're talking about African Americans having different colored brains. Yeah. And uh, it's like something they read in a racist pamphlet. Mm. And um, there's this like, I don't know. There's like a weird gentleness to them about the way they talk about all these fucked up things. Mm. That's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. It's like... I kind of like it. <laughs> it's weird. That was weird, yeah. The,
1: they mm. have different color of brains. That I was not expecting that. But the way they speak to each other, like you said, is very soft
0: and um, very genuine. Yeah, yeah. And apparently that racist pamphlet stuff is a real thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently some fucking morons actually put out pamphlets that said that exact thing that's quite fucked up yeah very fucked up uh so then we see misty monday with her parents
1: that Mm -hmm. was a pretty fun
0: scene uh so we see her sort of bible like uh quoting parents with her and they're like reading stuff out of a bible while all this absolutely demented music's playing in the background (laughs) oh it's such a beautiful phrase right here do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls
1: before swine,
0: lest they trample them underfoot. We see, oh you yeah, know, one of the jocks mm. at home. Do you mm. remember this bit? This is great.
1: This scene. This was great. This was actually enjoyable. This was fantastic.
0: Tell us about it.
1: Spam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what happens in this scene? We see one of the jocks with his with another jock <laughs> is like over at his house. Yeah, to have dinner.
1: So, so the (laughs) mum, so the mum, she keeps giving her son spam for dinner, and he fucking loves it. And his mum comes out in boxing gloves. She's like high on life, wearing boxing gloves. Yeah, it's your fucking spam, and he loves fucking spam. But the other kid, he's looking at him, just like, fuck, you eat spam. And the jock's like, if you tell anyone that I eat spam, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. It's like this like taboo <laughs> subject that you can't yeah, yeah. eat fucking spam. It's great. Which is insane. I
0: loved it. I loved the energy of that scene. The mum in it was amazing. That that spam jock, mm. he's he's actually really good throughout the film. Mm. He, he gives like a really real feeling performance. Mm. Also, I love that he's like, if you fucking tell anyone to eat, I eat spam, I'll fucking kick your ass. But then later on. He just like, he's talking about spam. It's crazy. <laughs> it kind
1: of reminds me of last week we did Worm Eaters and the whole like hot dogs conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same kind of level of madness. It's like, where did that even come from? And why was it necessary? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Mm. But that's not the last time they
0: mentioned spam. Yeah, well. yeah. We also get um Derwin talking to his parents.
1: So yeah, so this is what we're basically leading up to the yeah, kids to the going shoes.
0: to school. yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're saying their goodbyes to their parents I actually really love the scene so yeah doan says goodbye to his parents he has those kind of like loving parents mm. that are also you know beating the shit out of each other yeah, as well yeah. but then we have um Derek talking to his mum who we've not met mm. the sort of drunk mum and I I don't know I found this scene like really oddly emotional even mm. though it's like kind of fucking dumb as well like everything is in this film but he's, yeah, talking to his drunk mom, and he just basically says to her, like, I don't hate you, and I'm going to kill myself at school today. Mm. And she just doesn't even register mm. it. I don't know. I just found that, like, uh, I don't know. It was really fucked, but kind of great as mm.
1: well.
0: Yeah. There's moments in this that are very oddly affecting for yeah. Me. yeah, Yeah, I would agree. And then we also just see the, the stepdad... Doing something really fucked with a cat right cook- after that. Is he cooking? He's like got cat? a cat in a pot and then he smashes it up. <laughs> yeah. But it's so dumb, like the way it's shot that it's like it's not really offensive because it's so fucking
1: it's stupid. Like, reanimator kind mm-hmm. of like
0: dead cat stuff. Yeah. So then we get now we're into the so we've had this build up and now we get into the shooting. Seventy fucking minutes in, finally. I, I feel I, I feel bad for saying
1: finally, like finally we're at the scene where they massacre the school kids. But it's like, this is the sole reason for this film to be made. Yeah, yeah. And for them to drag it out for 70 minutes before they even get to the school, (laughs) dude. Holy shit. So, yeah, finally, we're
0: 70 minutes in, the school massacre starts. Mm. So, they arrive at the school, Mm. uh, Derwin and Derek, in their their trench coats. Mm. And I think the shot that we're seeing here is the one they got arrested for. They're, they're taking the guns mm. out and you see like the school buses in the background and all the kind of shots around this point because they're like at an actual elementary school mm-hmm. uh, in New Jersey. So, yeah, that's why they got arrested for that sort of stuff. So, meanwhile, while they're taking all these guns out, everyone's in this canteen mm. eating really, a really disgusting looking lunch. Um, and the jock's eating spam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the spam and like, yeah, he's... Yeah, I love that because he, he's, like, he, he's open about it at this mm. point, even though he got really angry about, like, people, like, the other guy mentioning that he spammed. Yeah. We've also got a lot of, like, just random new characters in the scene because mm. I guess we're going to get a massacre. So you said before there's only seven people at this school yeah. that we've met before, but now suddenly they're, like, we've got all these extra people. So they start to approach the school, and one of the the kind of seven kids that we've seen... She's mm. known as musical Girl. we haven't uh, talked about her at all very irrelevant she needs the to, film. she needs to die quick, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so they they shoot her, mm. and like her hair flies off. did you, you notice,
1: notice
0: that? <laughs> that? no I, don't know, I was very confused by that i am I'm, I'm not really sure what it was meant to be, like a wig or something, but yeah, like they shoot her and like her hair flies off right i didn't, I didn't even school. register that. Yeah, but they like uh, throw a bomb into the school and someone says a line that I didn't understand hmm. at all. Uh, I don't know if it's just because it like it's too much time has passed and it was like a reference to something at the time. But someone, after they hear the sound of something blowing up in the canteen, someone says, someone threw another Armenian in the shitter and everyone lost uh, for a long time. Another M-80 in the shitter. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it's an M-80, like... I think the subtitle said
1: Armenian. That's wrong. Okay. You watched it with subtitles? I did. Why? Yeah. Got bad hearing. It's me. English. <laughs> the the yeah, sound quality. Of this is fucking true. terrible. That's true. But yeah, no, it's another M80. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. There yeah. you go. there you go. Problem <laughs> solved. Like, for
0: ages, I was like, for like the yeah, a long time, I'm like, what does that mean? Why the... is everyone laughing? Wow, at this that? movie's so cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the shooters they show up into the lunchroom and, uh, yeah, like the, they, I think they say, yeah, that's right. Like Derek's like, what's for lunch? Mm. Pointing a gun mm. at someone. And the car nerd kid like looks at him. He's like, duck. <laughs> and then they shoot him in the head and it's a fucking great effect. The
1: gore in this was actually surprisingly Phenomenal. good. Really good. Yeah. Like the, the blood splats and the sprays and the the bullet wounds, the holes, that like they
0: all looked quite good. It's fucking full on. And yeah, like uh, Hellfire, the director talks about that in the commentary and the making of that. He wanted it to be like Dawn of the Dead level outrageous kind of right. thing. And I, I think he really hits it. It's really nuts, the, the violence in this. Mm. So all of this stuff, all of this this uh, massacre stuff was shot in one day. Wow, And it's like fucking crazy amount of effects. And um, apparently... People started to go kind of crazy when they were filming it, so they were like right. carrying around like yeah. you know, some real guns and mm. stuff. And there were a lot of kind of new people on the shoot, and they were, you know, as like the shootings happening, some of the actors were kind of freaking out because they're like realizing how much this is just Columbine and yeah. like, recreating it. Yeah, and the energy in the room, people started thinking it was real. Wow, when they were shooting this. So this whole scene is it's. Fucking crazy! Mm. It is so grim, and there's not really any jokes anymore. There kind of is, but there's but it's really fucking weird. Like it's very unsettling. All yeah. this stuff. So they're going around shooting random people. They shoot uh the Afro American. Oh yeah, who
1: has black who, brains? Who has yeah blue? Oh blue, sorry, right? yeah. yeah.
0: Which is like confirming that scene that they yeah. talk about before, which is just like a really weird moment. Yeah. Because you're getting all this like violent shooting and then they just throw in like a weird thing. Like that's yeah. fucking crazy. Mm. And then the most fucked scene is Misty Monday's oh, death. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you want to take us through that scene? Oh,
1: God. So, yeah. So, they got they got Bible Girl mm. and... Oh, man. So, they have a, a, a rifle, essentially. One of them has a rifle. And they've got her a gunpoint and... The way that it's filmed, first and foremost, is very low. Mm. So she's there, like pleading for her life, filmed at a very low angle, so you can see right up her skirt. Yeah, it's really so fucked. already. There's already that that kind of like weird, violent but sexual tone that's yeah. been made. So you, you can see her panties, everything. Her like thighs are shaking in fear, and then he tells her to like start sucking the gun barrel. Yeah. So she starts flating this gun barrel whilst it's being filmed very low so you can see everything from from down below. And she starts going at this gun barrel and then he just pulls the trigger and blows her head off.
0: It's extremely fucked as well. Yeah. Like when he shoots it, it's just like an explosion of blood. Yeah. And as you said, it's got all that really creepy kind of sexual mm. element to it. So I guess that sort of comes from those like you know fetishy kind of thing but that's it so that's
1: that's her character like not not in this film but she is that sexploitation character so so as um, someone who would have known her from outside of this film they would have automatically associated her with that kind of film that like sexual violent kind of stuff but in this film up until that point she had only played this Mm. goody two-shoes viable character. So
0: there's that added taboo. Yeah, it's Mm. really fucked up. It's like, yeah, almost like pornographic, like Mm. the level it it gets to and it's so vicious. So apparently that was the scene that these other actors that weren't really involved with the shoot Mm. up until this point were like watching this and they started to kind of, you know, freak out at what was happening and try to sort of protect... Like Misty Monday. Oh wow! But the director was like, "No, she's like an actress. Like <laughs> she, she, she's, she's on board a, with this, and she's in on it." <laughs> yeah, she's acting. Like this is a, yeah. And apparently, yeah, that's right. The director as well. He was like giving directions while acting, and he had his the big gun in his hand, and the yeah. gun went off by mistake. Oh no! As well, so people were kind of freaking out. Yeah, apparently, some people were so convinced, like got into this sort of weird state where they thought what was happening was real, mm. and like they were like refusing to be killed in certain ways. So there was a scene where someone was supposed to be shot in the eye. Yeah. And the guy was like, no, 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 don't shoot me in the eye. Don't shoot me in the eye. I need to be shot somewhere else. And they're like, it's a film. It's not, yeah. it's not real. This isn't real. Yeah. So, and it does have that fucking energy that scene. It's like really, mm. it's sort of the reason I chose this was from this point on. It's, it's so <laughs> fucking intense. Mm. So yeah, after all this sort of fucked up shooting, The news media shows up as well and we get like, yeah, kind of one of the main points, I guess, the directors were going for, which is this sort of critique of how the media handled Columbine, which is when you look back on it now, it's crazy how like these days, I think the news has sort of adjusted the way they approach shootings. Mm. But at that time, it was this relentless, repetitive like re-showing of all this sort of fucked up shit mm. and really dwelling on the killers and kind of, uh, yeah, it was really twisted. So the, when the news media there, the, the reporter who's like reporting it's like, it's so exciting. I mean, tragic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really, yeah, it's really intense. <laughs> mm. yeah.
1: So yeah, we have the interviews with all the local town folk and, and some guy who got shot but survived and ran out of the school, yeah. Which yeah. was the one that got re- like replayed like eight,
0: nine, ten yeah, times, yeah. like on a loop. Yeah, and it's sort of feeding into that Columbine, showing that footage over mm-hmm. and over again, and the live feed footage that they had from uh, you know that shooting that they the media just obsessed over, basically. Yeah. Um, so now we're kind of getting into the scenes that were at the start of the film, basically. Yeah. Like, the shooting we get to see the fucking 911 operator with the stupid accent
1: again um, that's one of the things which did not make any sense so she's at her 911 operator desk like doing her nails or something watching TV and cuts to the news broadcast and the news broadcast is being filmed from within the school yeah, yeah and she's like oh fuck it wasn't a prank call shit i yeah. should call the army or something it's like wait home but there's not a camera in the school is yeah, there? yeah
0: well i guess a lot of it doesn't make any sense nothing <laughs> right. makes sense yeah yeah so we get a uh, a bunch of the characters that we've seen get killed guitar mm. girl is shot good very violently explosion of blood uh we see the principal goes in and tries to sort of save the day. Yep. And he holds a student in front of him. Oh, yeah. Shot. I love like the spam jock gets shot in the knee. Mm. And he's like, uh, what does he say? He's like, oh, I'll never be able to run again or something. Like, yeah, I can't yeah, run anymore. <laughs> like all those kind of things. Even the wheelchair guy. He gets, gets shot. it. He gets it. Poor guy. That's he really it. He's hard. the last one. They shoot him and then go home, don't they? Oh, they don't go home. So Did you stop watching the movie at this way. So after the wheelchair guy is shot, they... Uh, yeah, so the two shooters, Dylan and Derek, go into like a kind of uh, broom closet. I thought that in was school. in their home. It's not in their home. Oh, okay. No, so they're My in the broom closet. And um, this is... I, you know, I fucking love this scene <laughs> so much. It's so fucking intense. And it kind of like... Uh, yeah, like this... I think a lot of the complaints about this film are to do with the focus on the killers, right? Like, Mm. they're the only characters that really have any kind of personality in this. And, um, you know, it's a deliberate thing that they're doing to try and provoke Mm. people. But also, it is kind of, you know, you can't really just treat school shooters as evil people, right? Like, Mm. you know, there's more... There's a reason why people do this kind of thing. And, And I think, like, this scene is trying to humanize them in a way that's not... They're not like saying it's okay to do this, mm. but it's kind of, uh yeah, I don't know. There's a realness to the scene that kind of shocked me quite a lot. It's very real. And and so they're in this like broom
1: closet and all of a sudden it gets very homoerotic, doesn't it? Yeah. Which was mm. a scene, a, a, a mood that I was not expecting. Mm. The mm. way they talk to each other, it's almost, it's it's like... When you're a teenager and you're about to have sex and that weird, awkward, like exciting energy in the conversation, Mm. but it's instead of like
0: having sex, it's that lead up to them killing themselves. They're basically both putting guns in each other's faces. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it has like a, there's a sadness and like kind of, but also a kind of. Yeah, yeah, as you said, almost, like, romantic, right? Did you not get, like, a homoerotic vibe from it? Not so much. For me, it was more, like... It was just, like, a sad kind of thing. Like, it oh, was just this... I, I was like, oh, shit, love is in the air. What's going on? Like I think, from the get- I think there the is air. a romantic feeling to it. Mm. and Like, the the friendship I could really feel. But, yeah, basically, they both put their guns at each other and they, they shoot each other. And it's, like, not played for laughs at all. No. Like, it's oh.
1: very... Mate, I sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this was like gay from the get-go, hundred percent, because they're just like, like quietly laughing at each other's jokes, and they like put mm. each other's guns in each other's mouths. You know, yeah. it's like, mm, like you know, they're sucking each other's guns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and after, mm. yeah, but and it, it's sort of like, oh, no, you go first. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they, all right, let's count from three. Who's going to count? And it's, there's like this incredible playfulness after the intensity that we just saw that makes it just very... It adds like a fun, exciting, playful, like innocent mm. mood to
0: the whole situation. I definitely, yeah, definitely an innocent kind of thing. and But I found it more just like upsetting because mm. it's just like these guys didn't need to do this. And I I think it's good that they moved away from like the humor for this scene Mm. because it, it makes it more, yeah, for me at least like more shocking and kind of like affecting. Right. Mm. So they, they shoot each other and it's quite a fucked like shooting. Right. It's a good shooting. Blow blow their brains out. And then as they're sort of dying, their hands kind of hold each other, which was apparently unplanned. Which is insane. Because, like, when you watch the scene, it feels like it couldn't end any other way. That's mad. Yeah, it's nuts. But, yeah, it to me, that scene is what elevates this to something actually really interesting. Mm. Uh And, again, like, all the scenes that they've had together have that kind of sort of weird energy, right? Yeah, so there we go. They're dead. And uh <laughs> then we go straight back into fucking stupid shit again. Interviews with the town folk. Yeah, so they... You know, cops coming into the school and seeing the the massacre and vomiting mm. and stuff. One of the goth kids that we met earlier, like, um, walks in and the cop just shoots him thinking it, it's one of the shooters. Yeah. Which is oh. really fucked. Oh. I love, like, some of the comments on here. Like, the principal's like, oh my god! He's, like, freaking out seeing all the dead bodies. He sees, like, uh, one, one dead like guy holding a pencil. He's like, he's holding a pencil. Like what homework assignment couldn't he finish? Oh, that's fuck. <laughs> fucking yeah. ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, we see the, um, the janitor character again, has, like, uh, set up a bomb. Yeah. He's about to blow up the school. Yeah. And then we just get like, yeah, as you said, like all these interviews with people talking about like what happened and it's sort of, you know, poking fun at like the way the media covered Columbine mm. basically. And, yeah. The mum, the mum is back. My spam. He, yeah. he loved <laughs> my spam. And that, do you know, the spam thing is like pretty, it's kind of interesting where that came from. Apparently there was an article about the Columbine victims mm. and they were all kind of, you know, they had like their picture. And then underneath was like, he loved his mum's pork chops.
1: Right. It was like one person. That's all
0: that people knew about that person. And then, like, she loved the Bible. And, like, that was kind of all of these fucking victims. So that was the basis of all these stereotypical characters. Exactly. So that's why they sort of went for that kind of thing. Yeah, so we get all these, like, kind of wild reactions. We even get a guy talking about aliens, which Mm. is apparently another theory at the time, that aliens caused them to kill people. Of course it was. Uh, Yeah, and basically, then we finally see, like, the sign of the, you know, Carbine High, and a whole bunch of people, like putting down like tributes mm. after the shooting and again we're like seeing all these other kids like watching it and saying like oh fuck next time we should blow up our school and be on tv yeah which is uh pretty sadly what's the word it kind of predicts what's uh yeah, yeah. What's w- what happened after that right oh
1: yeah mm.
0: but that's not it though is it not the
1: the 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 what the raincoat guy what about him? <laughs> oh, going into the toilet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, I forgot and about then that. The, I feel like this is one of the most important parts of the film. And the UFO. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, they, the, so are you. So the go for it. So the guy who I thought initially was from the future, who who spoke to Baldy and Harry, and was just like, "You can't be wearing trench coats. It's too early." And then came back later and was said, "You know, it's your time. Now is the time." So after the school had been massacred the cleaner raincoat guy went into a essentially a porta potty right Mm. it was like an outdoor toilet and then took off in a ufo yeah so the last scene is him flying away in a ufo
0: (laughs) which well I, i don't know what to make of that but again that's like them talking about this, like, all the ridiculous conspiracy theories that right. were going around at the time. Which I didn't know. I had no idea that was something that was floating around.
1: Right. The <laughs> fact that there was a UFO in this film, <laughs> based based on the school shootings, like... It's pretty intense. Yeah, uh, pretty it, this was an exhausting watch. <laughs> exhausting, well, Dave. I've,
0: I've now watched it three times. Because I watched it for the first time kind of recently, like, mm. maybe you know, two months ago. And I was like debating whether to do it for this. And then I watched it again. And then I watched it a third time with the commentary as well. But, um, I already know that you don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty safe to say. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. For me, I don't, I don't think I can respond to this in a usual kind of like it's good or bad. No, no. I think it's uh, unlike anything I've seen before mm. in terms of how completely fucked up it is and the way that it goes from having this... As you said, like, it's kind of shocking initially when you see, like, comedy sort of stuff. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Why are we getting comedy? But to me, that ultimately makes it more shocking as it goes on. Mm. And then when we get that massacre scene and there's such... This kind of going between these horrible violent scenes... And then these ridiculous lines and stupid jokes, it makes it kind of more, uh, I don't know, I found it kind of weirdly powerful in Mm. a way. And then having, yeah, like William Hellfire and Joey Smack, their performances just have this kind of uh, energy Mm. that feels really real. And the way they interact with each other, you can tell that they're really friends. And it makes those characters... You know, much more interesting in a way that I just didn't expect. Putting yeah. this on, yeah, yeah. Was there anything you you liked about the film at all?
1: <laughs> was there anything I
0: liked about it? Um, oh, like you said,
1: the the energy between the two shooters that was great and very genuine. Um, I enjoyed the fact Misty Monday was in it, and the Mastodon drummer is also in it. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, The. That's probably it, to be honest. Not even the massacre at at the The end. The massacre. You know what? I was. Maybe this is just based on. based wrongly on my own mispreconceptions. Mm. Um, I. When I first heard there's a film that was made uh, within the same year or released the year after of the school shootings, based on the school shootings, I expected it to be a very exploitive take on that subject. Yeah. So I kind of went into it assuming that I'm going to see a very fucked up school shooting based film. Yeah. I was not expecting <laughs> anything that I saw here. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting to wait and wade through 70 minutes of shit dialogue, <laughs> terrible songs um, before getting to the actual shooting itself. itself. So, um, did I enjoy this movie? No. I hated this movie so much. (laughs) This is probably one of the worst hour and 40 minutes of my life I spent recently. (laughs) Fuck it up. But, in a way, this film is kind of genius. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) What a review. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah, like, kind of genius in a sense, like, based on its timeline, based on all the different things that it managed to weave into the yeah, yeah. script, based on it being able to not take itself too seriously, but as well as be able to shock the audience during those important scenes. Yeah. I think, and, and like you said, the way that they handled and um, and parodied the media at that time, I think all of those scenes were quite genius in themselves. Yeah. So in that sense, it's it's a it's not a good film, mm. but I appreciate those scenes, and I think they did a good job to parody those scenes.
0: Yeah, I it's hot. Yeah, you're right. It it is. It's yeah. You can't give it a good or bad label. I think mm. like, it's definitely definitely not a good film in a traditional sense. No. And I was actually, when I first watched it, I had the same feeling as you. I was like, fuck this movie. This is so exhausting. And then when the last scene happened, I was really shocked Mm. by it. Like genuinely, genuinely unsettled in a way that not many movies Mm. can do with, you know, for me. And then watching it the second time, I actually liked it. All those earlier scenes had I don't know, there was something it worked for me okay. a lot more the second time. Yeah. Uh altogether as a whole. But yeah, it's uh it's a fucking weird, weird, weird film. It is. It should not exist. This should not exist.
1: Mm. This 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 is the the wrong movie.
0: Yeah. And actually getting to the old wrong amateur. Yeah. For me, this is going to be my first 10. Hey, we because did <laughs> this is 10, 10 out of 10, 10 on the wrongometer because there should not be a movie no. about the Columbine Massacre. And if there was, this is the most insane version of what that movie could be. Mm. And it is so shocking and so fucking nuts, but also kind of, in for me at least, like it really had a lot of power for me. And, um, you know, like... After watching it for the second time, I actually couldn't sleep that night. Wow. Because it, like, it really had messed with my head so mm. much. How about for you on the, the wrong armada?
1: Yeah. If this was, like, how good is this film, then... Zero. <laughs> zero.
0: Zero. <laughs> <It>, uh, <it, laughs>
1: <laughs> if I was trying to watch a shocking film, or if I was trying to watch a good film or a fun film, then things would rank differently. But the fact
0: that... Uh,
1: Judged on how wrong this film is, yeah. 10. Oh, we're gonna have to give it a the ten. First
0: double 10. It's a
1: double 10. It's a 10. This film should not exist. Fucking hell. Double 10. It's a double 10. This film should not exist. Oh, wow. Is it good? No. Should it exist? Uh, is no. It good? Shut I'd the say fuck yes. up. This film fucking sucks. I'd say it's I fucking hated great. this film so fucking much. <laughs> it's wrong on all levels. So we're saying. 10
0: out of 10 for wrong And 10 out of 10 film in general <laughs> Don't make me come over there And fucking smack you in the face Dave <laughs> Alright what's, uh, what's
1: next week So for next week We will be watching Night Dreams All Night one dreams. word Night dreams. Night Dreams One word What is this film Well It is not a film you will find on Netflix What year is it from 81 Where is it from that is a good question. I will have to get back to you on that. Direct <laughs> Who's the Francis Delia. The you might one. find it on your favorite porn site. Is all I will say.
0: Uh oh. <laughs> so we're everyone, doing porn next week.
1: we're doing porn. So everyone, lube up and join us for night dreams next week. <laughs> lube up. <laughs> um, if you do enjoy these, then please follow us on Twitter. Share this with your family and friends. Aunts and uncles,
0: nuns and sons,
1: <laughs> like priests, nuns, because, nuns
0: <laughs> Yes, our Twitter is SMSW podcast. SMS. S. Wait, is that what I said? What did you say? No, I said SMSW. What does that mean? Podcast. Show me something wrong. Good. Are you going to do that every episode? Show me something mean? wrong. Podcast at. No, 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 no. Go to Twitter. All right. Okay. Get to, get on your computer. Right. Go to the search bar. Hmm. Type in www.twitter.com.au forward slash forward slash. <laughs> That's it. Just forward slash. And then in, on Twitter, you're gonna have to see a little search thing. And then you do that. You say that. Get in that. Get in that. Get in it. Type in. Get involved. <laughs> <laughs> type in SMSW. Yeah. What does that mean? Type in SMSW podcast. P O D. Was to say K C A S T? Show me some willies. No, no. Show me something wrong. SMSW podcast. Hit that in the search, and then we're gonna pop up. Our logo is like a. It's like a. Can you describe our logo? It's like a black background. Mm-hmm. Something is. <laughs> it says, gonna- "Show me something wrong." Yeah, Dave. Says show me <laughs> <a second. laughs> The wrong's like a blue text
1: There you
0: go It's a bit distorted you'll, well.
1: you'll find us if you want to
0: Yeah, so do that
1: But also, you know Give it a bit of a share
0: That's it Do a little share Show it a bit of love Do a rating Oh, Do a review What? Oh, reviews On, Apple, on Apple Podcasts, no, I believe Nice. Don't, I don't know how to do it myself mm. But someone did it So, but it is possible Yeah, someone did a nice review So thank you to that man that did that
1: Thank you, man
0: I believe his name is quentin thank you quentin thank you quentin you're our biggest fan all right we'll see you next time for fuck dreams night dreams
1: it's the computer is the best invention of all mankind